Nugent News Network back after a short podcast this interrupt us. I gotta find a way for phone calls not to interrupt me on this thing. So we're back to the archival uh, trib material. This one is more recent, 2021. It's only a year old, but it's vintage. Um, and the article here is about uh, the art, art education. And this is a SAIC course, School, School of the Art Institute. Love the art, hate the artist. And I believe in that. I mean, I like musicians are, tend to be very progressive politicians, and that's because they feel, they don't think. So I always say, you know, as a political scientist, Neil Young is a great musician. So... I'm not going to rule. I'm not going to cancel somebody who's one of my favorite artists because they I don't agree with their politics. You know, what would I cancel a politician I like if I liked any politician if he was a lousy musician? No. So, and this article points out that Norman Mailer stabbed his wife. Caravaggio was a murderer. Virginia Woolf was anti-Semitic. Hitchcock treated his female actors like cattle. To name just a handful of notorious acts and accusations, which they have as a sentence here, it's not a sentence. If we went to the Art Institute alone and took down the work of artists who have committed heinous acts, those walls would be bare, said Anne Amy Mooney, an associate professor of art history at Columbia College. Yet as central as morality can be to understanding an artist, a class on the subject is rare, but here it is. So if you want to take that course, you Google Eileen Favorite. What a name. I wonder if that's her real name. My favorite teacher, right? The old mantra used to be uh, from parochial school. She grew up in South Holland, second generation Irish, by the way. Uh, was love the sinner, hate the sin. And I think that's true. That's a good point. That's a keeper, actually. That's going in my writing fodder file. You know, and we've got so much of that cancel culture today. If you look at things her way, you're not going to have that problem, right? Now, here's an article about bonuses. Companies at the time, 2021... May, we're competing with federal jobless and enhanced tax rules about who qualifies for unemployment, plus the earned income tax credit. Uh, federal jobless aid program for gig and self-employed workers requires that a person be unemployed, partially unemployed, or unable to work because of the pandemic to be eligible for benefits, and that keeps people on the sidelines. Like, I know people on disability, they can't afford to take a job because they'd lose their health coverage, which is another argument for single payer. I, I think it's inevitable. And, you know, the, the current, quote, system is probably worse, honestly. At least you'd only have one throat to choke if it was single payer. And then you'll have a private cash market, which is basically where we're getting to now. 
like I saw an article about or a tweet about, uh, you know, how can you say that the gun thing is a mental health problem when you don't have any mental health available uh, under insurance? It's, you know, my say, I had a psychologist and I had to drop him because he said, I don't take Medicare. And I said, well, if you don't take Medicare, then I don't take you. So, but the, they pay peanuts. I get it. He's selling his time. He can't afford to take that kind of a pay cut. So, anyway. Um, now, here's the thing about NFTs. This is when crypto was fab, March of 2021. This thing, this Beeple guy got $69 million for a non-fungible token. I thought that was insane, and I think it's still insane. But I immediately said, well, how can I do that? And I never did find a way. Uh, there's an NFT site called Foundation. Now, I may still take a crack at that. This guy's name is Mike Winkleman. He's also known as Beeple. I don't see how I can do that, and I think the fad is kind of passed, but boy, I wish I could. So <laughs> if I could get somebody to be on the buy side of that. Uh, November 8th, 2020. Remote learning creates new audience for an old ritual, crying in school. Tech reduces people to tears. The tech stack sucks for this whole online education thing was a mess. And, you know, maybe it's a 5G opportunity. There's a broadband uh, gap. Like if you're in Lincoln Park, like 80, 90% of people have good broadband, although mine is spotty. Uh, whereas if you're in Englewood or Roseland, it's like 50%. And that's a big issue. I found that out in the census. People couldn't complete the training. I've said that before. So I'm sympathetic to that. I mean, that's an infrastructure, digital infrastructure thing. You know, if the companies aren't making money, I would be fine with subsidizing the companies to get it done, uh, the cable companies. But if they have to eat it, okay. If they have to do it at cost, okay. You know, ultimately they'll make more money if they've got content providers paying them too, right? So... But you can't really function anymore in this society if you don't have a good broadband connection. And you can't really rely on it uh, to uh, go to a library or a public place. And some of these people don't have computers even. So, you know, if you want to help them out, you know, give them a shovel or give them a fishing rod. Get them a computer and get them a broadband connection. Hopefully they'll use it to make money. And I think that's a that'd be better than a guaranteed basic income because it's like teach them to fish, right? Now there was an article. This is when the BLM movement was at its uh, zenith back in November of 2020. So there's an article about a UIC historian Barbara Ransby who wants to change the world. Most historians just want to like <laughs> cover its history. She wants to change the history, which I guess is okay. Uh, 
Your books have won awards, too, including Ella Baker and the Black Freedom Movement, A Radical Democratic Vision. Now she's working on two more of these, so you want to put this on your Amazon alert list. One is an analytical piece on racial capitalism. What is it, and how do we understand 